You are about to hear the world's only podcast hosted by a Brooklyn-based, songwriting, Jesus-loving couple. I'm Melinda May. I'm Trevor Knight, and this is Stronger Voices. Each episode is simply one of our personal conversations recorded and shared with you in hopes you'll be encouraged. We're glad to have you with us today, and we hope you enjoy this episode of Stronger Voices. So, let's jump in. We're jumping in. Welcome, folks, to this episode of Stronger Voices. Thank you for joining us today. We're happy to have you. We are coming to you live from Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn! We're back. It is a blustery, rainy, stormy day, and we're here today to talk to you. So, let's give a quick update. What's going on in your life? Well... I did start writing a new song yesterday that I developed more today, and I'm really excited about it. I might even want to record it at the end of July. We're going into the recording studio in about three weeks. Yeah, so I was Less also... Less than three weeks, mm-hmm. even. Wow. So I was finding a um, beats per minute for Yes, Yes, and I think I settled on one. So uh, that's recording new stuff, and I have two songs that I recorded that I was listening through today, and I'm so excited about them. I really want people to hear them. The one is called Chemicals, and the other is called Red Leather Head Turner. Um, so that's what's going on with me, releasing new stuff, writing new stuff, doing my taxes, um, not going on a date. (sighs) Not going on a date and doing taxes. That's fun. I'm doing my taxes as well, as you know, and, uh, yeah, it's very joyous. I would describe it as joyous. It doesn't appear joyous. (laughs) It's not joyous. It's not joyous. It's, there's some weird satisfaction about it, just crunching numbers and, clicking boxes and filling out things. I haven't used that kind of my b- that side of my brain in quite a long time. But besides that, I have a bunch of stuff recorded. I am going back into the studio on Tuesday to mix this song called Make It Easy, which I think people will like. And yeah, I got a couple more songs already recorded. Also going back into the studio at the end of the month. So a lot of good stuff in the works. Second half of 2020 is going to be good. I got, I'm I'm bullish on second half 2020. Um, I th- I think people are slowly getting back to normal and people are going to be in a mind to receive things and I think it'll just be good. I think it'll be good. So that's what's going on with me. So shall we move to the meat and potatoes for we this can, afternoon? We can, but I was going to make a comment how excited I am for your song called Make It Easy, but yeah. Oh, okay, yes, on. make a comment. Uh. I'm really excited for your song called Make It Easy. Wow. <laughs> I'm serious. I am too. I like it. It's a really good song. And there's another song you recorded too um, that I think kind of goes with that called. Not sure what to call it yet. Well. Right now it's called Be There or I'll Be There. Something along those lines. Point is, there's some really good Trevor Knight stuff that is in the works and I'm very excited for it to be out in the world too. Me too. I think people are really going to love it. I really hope so. Yeah. So. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready if you're time. ready. Let's go. Okay, so today we are talking about a one-page book of the Bible called mm. P-H-I-L-E-M-O-N. So, I think the cool way to say it, the cool kids these days are saying Phi, Philemon. I did not grow up hearing that. Philemon? Philemon? What are they saying? Something with Phi. Yeah, I think I think the I's and the E's in Greek are a lot of times they're long, so it'd be Philemon. Okay. Well You were saying Philemon <laughs> for a while. Well, that's how I grew up hearing it. I don't know. Philemon. When you're I've f- never grown up hearing it anyway, so I don't know what yeah, what's right. And like and we even looked 
looked it up and there were a few different pronunciations. It's so. not like Philemon. Uh, you know, maybe I said it that way, but it's like Philemon or something. Philemon, 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 something like that. I don't know. But uh, I, I think it's definitely an E, though. I think I don't know Philemon? about. Yeah, I don't know. Philemon? I don't know about the I sound, but I'm pretty sure the E in the middle is an E. Philemon. It, it's not like I've ever heard anybody preach out of it. So I that's guess true. that's true. This we're is true. About you never today, hear, you, you never know? hear about this book. No. So. If, like most people on the planet, you haven't heard of this book, which I hadn't heard of until relatively recently as well, it's a tiny book in the New Testament. It's like 95% the way through the Bible. It's near the back. It's one page, and it's one of Paul's letters to a man named, this obscure name, Philemon. And if you're not familiar with the Bible um, or, or the books of the Bible, we call it a book, but really... This is not a book. This is a one-page, very short letter. Mm -hmm. This is like one paragraph. It's one. It's one chapter. It's twenty-five verses. Twenty-five verses. So, like, essentially, that's like twenty-five sentences. Um, it's the shortest book in the Bible. Um, but there's such good stuff in there. Is it the shortest book in the Bible? Sure is. Wow, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. But there are some cool things, and I, I kind of like it for that reason. It's short. It's simple, and. It's very clearly a letter. You know, I was reading this in preparation for this podcast, and it kind of reads, you know, people don't write letters too much nowadays, but it kind of reads like a nice email you'd send to an old friend you hadn't talked to in a while. It kind of reads like that, like the, the language and the structure and the greeting and the salutation. It kind of reads like an email you'd send to someone you hadn't seen in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's affectionate, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think, think it's so. kind of affectionate. I think it, I, I think so. So what what struck you about it? The way this discussion came up is we had a friend over and um, we were talking about like different books of the Bible and stuff like that. And His name's Tony. What's going on, Tony? Tony. Shout out to Tony. But he was saying that, um, you know, he's like, it's so short. And we kind of got to talking about it. And then I got to thinking, you know, people don't really talk about this book or things like this get glossed over. And so I was like, well, let's talk about it on the podcast because... Just flipping through it, there are a few verses that are really inspiring. And, yeah, it underscores the point that you can find wisdom and cool nuggets in any part of the Bible, on any page of the Bible. It's just so amazing to read the Bible because it clues you in. These little phrases, uh, it clues you into the way that God thinks about things or the, the nature of reality or um, the nature of the spiritual, you know? So, um it's just really, the, the the Bible is so full of these things. So here's an example um, in this book. So this verse jumped out at me. It is verse uh, 8. And it says, Accordingly, though I'm bold enough in Christ to, to command you to do what is required, yet for love's sake I prefer to appeal to you, I, Paul, an old man, and now a prisoner also for Jesus Christ. So what this taught me was, you know, at different times in your life, you need a, a different message. And sometimes the message you need is, hey, you have authority in Christ. Like, you need to stand up. You need to speak out, and you need to speak with authority. And I've definitely gone through those times where I feel the Holy Spirit was urging me to be more assertive. And then there's some times in your life where you get the lesson of, hey, you do have authority. And even like Paul says, though I am bold enough in Christ to command you to do this, but for love's sake, I prefer to 
appeal to you. I prefer to ask you. And when I read that, I was like, whoa, even Paul, this man who wrote basically the whole New Testament and, um, well, much of the New Testament, and he's, you know, he saw Jesus, he's lived his entire life spreading the gospel, but even he... Well, not his entire life. Oh, you're right. He was a he was a Jew that hated Christians in his previous life. But go on, yes. Yes, you're right. He he, you know, persecuted Christians and um before Jesus he before he saw Jesus and became a follower of Christ. But anyway, so even this man with all the authority mm-hmm. and he says himself, I'm bold enough to command you to do what is required. But for love I'm gonna appeal to you. And I just read then I thought, man, that's how I wanna live my life too. I am bold enough, you know, to say the thing or do the thing. But for love's sake, you know, I prefer to come to you in gentleness or I prefer to appeal to you. And so that was really inspiring to me. Yeah, I like that verse a lot, too. I had that one underlined. Um, My translation is slightly different, and it says, Therefore, though I have enough confidence in Christ to order you to do what is proper. So it, it says wow. a similar thing, but yeah, it, it it's cool. You can see how strong Paul's faith is from that verse. Even though I have enough confidence in Christ to order you to do what is proper. This man knows Jesus. He personally knows him and he knows that he lives in his heart and he knows that he can summon that power. It's pretty amazing. But even someone like that, like you said, he chooses love and he chooses to appeal to someone and to ask them instead of to order them by the power of God. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's for the sake of love. And it's just a really cool thing. Like, oh, wow. Okay. That's okay to sometimes, you know, you don't always have to like, I don't know, prove yourself or put yourself out there, you know, or whatever. Sometimes it's like, you know, what, for the sake of love, you know, I'm going to choose to like, even though I am, uh, what does it say? I have the confidence in God Mm -hmm. to be incredibly assertive and like, I can do that and it would still be okay. But for love's sake, let me, let me ask nicely. Let me be gentle. Let me appeal to you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then right after that, a couple verses after that is, is a spot that I liked a lot and it's verse, um, 13 and 14 and it's, it, in a similar vein, um, Paul is speaking in a way that expresses that he has love in his heart. So he says, here we are, verse 13, whom I wish to keep with me so that on your behalf he might minister to me in my imprisonment for the gospel. But without your consent, I did not want to do anything so that your goodness would not be in effect by compulsion, but of your own free will. So again, Paul's underscoring that he has the authority to order this man what to do. But he doesn't do that. He says, but without your consent, I did not want to do anything so that your goodness is of your own goodwill and not of compulsion. And I love that because, again, it shows the love that's in Paul Paul's heart, but it also hints at something that's really important in the Bible and that God says that we have free will, that we have a choice whether to do something. And I think I think this this gives us a little window into the way that God thinks, so that your goodness would not be by compulsion, but of your own free will. 
God wants you to choose him, and you have to choose him. He's not going to make you go to church. He's not going to make you believe in Jesus. He's not going to make you read the word or pray. Those are things you have to choose to do, and you can choose not to do them. You can choose to say no to God, and many people do. Um, and, and But God doesn't want that. God doesn't want you to say no. He wants you to choose him, but he wants you to do it out of your own free will and out of the goodness of your heart, not by compulsion. It's interesting. I was reflecting on this last night when I was on a run, and I was thinking about the scripture for freedom Christ has set you free. And the freedom that we have in Christ. And for some reason, the way the nature of reality is such that it is an act of love to give someone a choice. When you love someone, you give them freedom. And God gives us so much freedom. And, you know, I didn't really think about this verse that way, but that's, I think, exactly what Paul is doing. He's saying that. He's like, I preferred to do nothing without your consent in order that your goodness might not be by compulsion, but of your own accord. What he's saying there is, I chose not to order you to do this so that the good thing that you're doing would not be because you have to, but because you want to. And that is the way that you love the people in your life. And since the Bible says that God is love, that's a clue as to how, that's an indication of how God is. You're right. He gives us choices he wants us to choose because for whatever reason that like i said it's like the nature of reality that's how it works that is love giving someone a choice and you can see that exhibited from parents to their children you know parents want parents generally want their children to have good lives and to and to be able to make choices and to have the things that they want. You know, parents work really hard so that their children can grow up and do the things they want. They want their children to have freedom to make choices. And I think God wants us to do that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a really good, I didn't really catch that. That's a good observation there that um, about choice. Um, so there's another verse I highlighted. Verse 15. So right after the verse we just read. Yeah. Paul's saying, he's saying, look, um, I'm sending my friend to you who I love. And I would have like been glad to keep him with me in order that he might serve me during my imprisonment uh, for the gospel. But, you know, I prefer to do nothing without your consent in order that your goodness would be because you chose it. And then he's kind of thinking out loud or something here. And he goes, for this perhaps is why he was parted from you for a while, that you might have him back forever. And I highlighted that because, because he says perhaps, you know, <laughs> this man who's, does, yeah. who is like, and I just related to this. I'm like, I, I, my friends and I talk like this too. We're like, well, maybe this is why God did this so that this thing could happen. And Paul talked like that. And it's such a natural thing to speak like that. And even Paul didn't make these statements of um, being absolutely certain of everything that God says. He says, for this perhaps is why he was parted from you for a while so that you can have him back forever. You know, he's, that is, that is how we talk about God, and it's okay it to is, talk about yeah. God like that. And it, it's interesting that just a few verses before that, he he says that verse that we first noted, though I have enough confidence in Christ to order you what to do. So just because he doesn't know exactly what God's plans are or God's will doesn't mean that his 
confidence in Jesus is impaired or that he isn't entirely sure about God or about his faith. He's ju- he just knows for certain that he's not going to know the inner workings of God's mind to the fullest extent. Exactly. Even Paul didn't know, and that's okay. We don't, you know, we, we do. It's okay to, how do I want to word this? It's okay for t- to say something like, well, maybe this is why God's doing this in my life, so that this will happen. Because Paul said stuff like this right here. That's a good you know, point. You this, know, in this scripture. So, um, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I like that too. The last verse that I highlighted was verse 22. And I have to say, this is actually one of my favorite verses in the Bible for this reason. It says this. At the same time, prepare a guest room for me, for I'm hoping that through your prayers I'll be graciously given to you. It goes back to that, um, you know, similarly to what I, I pointed out in verse 15. You know, he says perhaps, and in this one he says, prepare a room for me. Yes, do the act of preparing it. I'm hoping that through your prayers I'm going to be graciously given to you. So even Paul you know, doesn't stand there and say, I know that because I asked God, I'm definitely 100% going to be there. He says, prepare the room for me because, you know, obviously like I'm, ex- he's obviously expectant, but even this incredibly strong Christian who saw Jesus still says, I'm hoping that through your prayers that this thing, that this will be done. And hints at the power of prayer too. He's, yeah. he's implying that if these people pray for it to happen, it has a much better chance of happening. Of course, yeah. You know, that through your prayers, I'll, I'll be graciously given to you. But the humility of Paul and how to say, like, I'm praying for this and I'm expectantly hoping for it is not any kind, I don't think, any kind of lack of faith. I'm asking God for this thing and I'm hoping expectantly for it. I'm hoping for it expectantly. You know, that's okay. You don't have to say, I asked God for this and I know that 100%, you know, you could say like, I'm humbly expecting this in hope because I'm asking God for it. Cause that's how Paul spoke. And I don't know. That's just, I found that really humble and really encouraging, you know, yeah, definitely. and a clue I don't want to say clue because it makes it sound like it's a mystery. An indication of the way that you can talk about God, of the way you can think about God, the way that you can think about your relationship with God. You know, you don't you don't have to to say that you can't stand there and say that I I asked God that it would not rain today and I know that it's not going to rain today. That yes, sometimes in your life that is what to Elijah do. Elijah did that. And I was just going to say, yeah, th- there are times in life where that kind of faith is right and good and necessary. And sometimes this kind of faith is right and good and necessary where you say, I'm hoping for this because I'm praying for it. And both are very faithful to God. So anyway, I just thought that was pretty neat too. Yeah, I like that verse a lot too. Man, there's a, there's 25 verses in this book, you know, and, and you can read this whole thing in probably 90 seconds. And we just made a whole episode about it you know there's uh, that's what i love about the bible you can open to any page 
And if you're not skimming around and you actually stop and just and think about and it, think about and what pray, the words pray say. Pray as you read. That's important. Pray yeah. as you read. Ask God to speak to you, and and know that the, the Holy Spirit is with you, and know this is the Word of God. And what an incredible book. And that that's something that I recommend doing before you even open the Bible too. Just God bless my time with Your Word. God speak to me. God, yeah, you know, show me show me something you know teach me something and i think that those kind of humble prayers are heard by god for sure yeah um but yeah it's just another lesson that there's so many nuggets of wisdom in this book and you never know what you're going to find no matter what page you open to no matter the the shortest most obscure least well-known book could still have a ton of good stuff in it that encourages you and that and that helps you to know how God thinks and to know what's what in your relating to God is acceptable and what, you know, how, well, how did Paul relate to God and what did that look like? And, you know, so yeah, that this book, it really is, it's incredible. So I think that's a nice little cap on our discussion about Philemon. <laughs> Philemon. Philemon. He's kind of Philemon. poking fun at the way like that I s- like originally <laughs> said Philemon. <laughs> Philemon or whatever. I don't know. I don't know either. As I mentioned, nobody talks about nobody it. Nobody talks <laughs> so about it. And it's nobody like knows. You can go on yeah. Google or YouTube and look for how to pronounce this, and there's a bunch of different answers. If so. you are a, like... Biblical scholar. Biblical scholar or, you know, a language expert, or please. Or you speak Greek, maybe. Sure, or, or something. Feel free to comment and correct us. We'd love that. But I'm just going to keep saying Philemon <laughs> <laughs> until then. Because <laughs> it's, I believe, just as correct as saying Philly man or whatever. Philly man. <laughs> Philly man. Yeah, it's probably Philly man if I had to guess. <laughs> so... I did the question last time, so it's technically your turn to ask a question to finish us out. Oh, no problem, because I am prepared. Oh, let's go. I'm just kidding. You're not prepared? No. Okay, but I'll make up a question. Okay, let's do it. So, my question to you. <laughs> um, If you could have <laughs> one. You're going you're gonna to be all right? Well, I'm doing the thing that you taught me to do. Where you start a sentence. Where you and just don't start know where a sentence okay. and you don't know where it's going. If I could have one chance. Chance, okay. <laughs> if you could have one chance at. This is really hard. If you can have. You can start a new sentence if that helps. I know that. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, maybe not chance. If you can have one day that you would want to relive, what would it be? Man, that's a tough one. And it could kind of be like re-experience it because it was so great or relive because maybe you would have done something different. You can kind of interpret it as you want. Wow, such a tough question. Normally these questions are simple and lighthearted. Uh, that's not my gig. It's really not it's my really gig. It's really not. It's really no. not. Um, Would you like to make up a different question? I can no, edit no, this no. Out? The, I, I'm intrigued by this question. I don't know how to answer it. The day I would like to relive. Hmm. There are a few really good days. There were a few days in college that I really enjoyed. A few shows. 
um, that I did in college with my acapella group that were super fun. A few days on, we used to go on winter tour every year, and um, some of those days were so fun. You basically just wake up with all your friends, you go get breakfast, you drive to a new college, you meet another college group, you perform with them, and then you hang out with them. Um, and they put you up for the night, and it's basically just like a party the entire tour. It's really fun. So there were some of those days that were incredibly fun. There were a bunch of races that I had in in college, um, rowing that were really fun. And those would be it'd be cool to be back in that mindset for a time. No, no s- single day jumps out at me, at least at first blush. Does one jump out to you? Um. I think you're right, and there's kind of like times of my life that are jumping out at me. The first thing that jumped out at me were shows, certain shows that mm, were so yeah. fun. Um, I had a really good Rockwood show with my band, and there was like 70 people there, and it was just an amazing show. Like, I, but it's interesting, you know, I, I'm hoping that I don't have to relive that again. Venues will open up, and I'm hoping that I'll have even more shows like that. But, Better ones. Better ones even, but I miss that a lot. I'm like, man, was that fun. Yeah, like that show I did at Pianos in January, and then my whole family was there visiting. We went to Katz's Deli after. We went to that bar after, and you came, and that was it was so fun. Yeah. It was such a fun night. It was, it was a fun night. It was a really good time. Yeah, so maybe something like that, or like just times that I enjoyed, like – being in the recording studio way back in like 2011, 2012 and just like it was just really fun. We just we there was so much laughing. And there's still so much laughing, but yeah. You know, I those understand. are times like things are just different now and you just, you know, like life moves on and so maybe I'd relive like one of those days, you know, maybe a day like before I moved to New York, you know, before I understood how anything worked and I was just kind of naive and <laughs> you know. Yeah. Something yeah. like that maybe. But yeah, I know what you mean. But no. But yeah, I it's nice it's probably good to have a handful of things that come to mind rather than one, you know? Yeah. It means you've lived a fruitful life. I thought you were gonna say something like the day that you got carried back to your locker after you sang Ooh, that was a good day. For the first time. That was you know? a good day. I totally f- that that one didn't even cross my mind. Yeah, it was a good yeah, it was day. It was basically the first time I ever sang it was the first time I ever sang a complete song by myself. It was like a talent show that they do at the end of the year. And I was in seventh grade, grade. Seventh grade, yeah. Seventh grade, very prepubescent, painfully prepubescent, <laughs> like tiny child. <laughs> um, and and a lot of people didn't even know that I sang or whatever. And it w- I sang The Lion Sleeps Tonight and I wore sunglasses and it was great. Aviator sunglasses. It was amazing, yeah. Um, and I got carried off the stage and it was great. It was memorable. He got carried from the stage to his locker through the school. They were rioting. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he tells the story. He's being modest now, but when he told it to me, he was like, People w- crying <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> weeping. Weeping in the streets. <laughs> yeah, not quite. But that was a good that was a good experience. I forgot about that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah, yeah, there's there's so many there's so many it's hard to relive one 
day. Oh, there's so many like sleepovers in high school that I had with all my friends. You know, I'd have like 10 or 12 people sleep over in my basement. Those were so fun. Yeah. Fun, fun times. A day with Lindsay Sable. My, well, she's one of my best friends. She's Lindsay Dalton now. She married, she's married, but, and she had a baby, but they were like, we just had the perpetual giggles all the time, you know, like just could not shake them. And, um, yeah. Thank you, God, for a good life. Yeah, we've lived pretty good lives. Very fortunate. Yeah. So think that'll do it. I think that will do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. I know there's a lot of things you could be doing, but I hope you give Philemon a quick read, and there's a lot of good pearls of wisdom in there, and I hope you give it a look. But thanks for spending your time with us. Yeah, and comment, follow us on Instagram at Stronger Voices Podcast. DM us, get in touch with us, let us know what you thought of this episode or just um, if you had a comment on something or um, get involved in the conversation. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you soon. If you liked this episode, send it to someone you love. Also follow us on Instagram at Stronger Voices Podcast. You can email us at contact at strongervoicespodcast.com. We appreciate you spending your time with us today and we'll see you for the next episode.